problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues, um, if this is the new normal, God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I don't think they work for anybody. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, C, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels. The Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Russian missiles, no. Trade with China, no. Fentanyl on the border, uh-uh. Let's, let's go with something that brings us together. The Super Bowl, the Rams, the Patriots coming together in Atlanta on Sunday afternoon slash evening. And I smell cheese dip. Where is it, Michael? Oh. It's just to the left of you. It just came out of the oven. Oh, oh yes. Okay. <laughs> He's got two super jumbo bags of free toast. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I've got you all set up. And it's within Please. arm's reach of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I plan to feel sick by, 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 by the end of the half hour. Now, let's not go all cooking channel, Michael, but a brief description. What is it? What's in it? We got beans. We got sour cream. We got um, yes. cream cheese. Let's see. I think oh, I said yeah. cream cheese. Oh, yeah. uh, cheese. Uh-huh. Keep it going. Uh, a little taco seasoning. There you go. Very good. All yeah. mixed up and baked oh, for about 40 minutes in the oven at oh, 350. That's you didn't, just oh. enough. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't slip anything healthy in there, did you? I no, hope not. I, I hope not. No. I find a single carrot, I'm going to be angry. <laughs> there is a few onions in there. I mean, That's fine. Just a few. That's a kernel or leaf of kale. I don't know what kale is. I don't know how it comes, but <laughs> I, I want to it. A leafy green. <laughs> Very excited about that. Let's introduce everybody in the squad, um, and we'll kick off the darn show. And man, there is so much to talk about today. Yeah, today's uh, an amazing day, news-wise. All of it really interesting and impactful, not sort of the, the trivia garbage that the news media chews on and spits out every day. It's impactful stuff. Yeah, we got some good guests, too. Anyway, uh, we'll introduce everybody to start the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning? Here, hold on just a second. There. Okay, the pregame for the Super Bowl just started. <laughs> they just got on the air. Yeah, boy. We'll uh, break down each team's special teams coming up next. I'm opening up the cheese dip. I want to look at it. Oh, All right. My. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot of tinfoil on top of this. I tried to really keep it warm. I pulled it out oh, of the oven, I, then I uh, wrapped yes. it immediately with hot, hot pads. Okay. Just for the record, the cheese dip is not one of the impactful topics I mentioned, yes? It's still very warm, yes. It looks, yeah. it looks delicious. Good. Now, you just you just grab that spoon and dive right in, slap her on the plate. Will do. Looks yep. incredibly unhealthy. You're very... Uh, <laughs> Very welcoming host. Thank you. Very generous. There is positive. Now, where's your beer? I'm going to drink all your beer that you have in your house. There is positive Sean, who uh, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well, especially since I discovered my new best friend. Um, this is a, a gentleman. Uh, I do not know his name. I only know him from his voice of a video that he posted on the internet 
where he is scrolling through various characters of the Super Mario Brothers universe and assigning them political identities. Uh, Luigi, I think, is a Republican, technocratic, like he cares about the debt-to-GDP ratio or whatever. <laughs> uh, Princess Peach, monarchist. Cat Peach is alt-right, but one of those female alt-right YouTube personalities that are really popular. Uh, Yoshi, I think, is a Marxist. We should be able to agree on that. All the babies are hyper-nationalists. They're in their first stage of moral development. So that goes on for about two minutes. I posted the video at the Positive Sean blog at armstrongandgetty.com. I love this guy. Oh, if I ever figure out who this person is, he will not be buying beers for the night. Hey, you gotta send. You gotta send that to me. I gotta send that to my son. Yeah, he yeah. would bust that gut. And I, oh, the great memories of um, of of me and my three kids playing Super Mario Brothers on our Wii. Because uh, my kids were all way better than me, but we'd have giant family races yeah. with the shouting and and claims of cheating and the rest of it. Good times. So yeah, the, with the rest of the video, you can figure out who is a radical centrist, who is a member of Black Bloc Antifa, <laughs> and who is a Diogenes cynic. <laughs> Whatever that is, it's like awesome. Greek Phyllis cynic. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm yeah, down with that. <laughs> uh, there's Marsha Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? Well, I wasn't going to, but I got caught up in big game fever yesterday, and I went ahead and made a financial investment. Mm. I am going with Madden 19's prediction. It will be the Rams win by three. Now, remember, these predictions are for entertainment purposes only and not intended to be any kind of learned financial guidance for anyone. Thank you. The you FEC a... is satisfied. Yes. Are there two figures on the line here? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. A healthy two figures. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I waited in with a, with a, uh, an investment. Yeah, I got the cheese out. Okay. Wow. Hey, hey, focus. <laughs> yes. I'm opening, focus. The, opening oh. the Fritos. I'm going to have a bite of this. So so I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, February 1st. The rent is due. Yep. The year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Michael, we ready for that? Or uh, I'm sorry, did Jack catch you uh, by surprise? The rent is too damn high. Agreed. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Together, America, we will rock. I'm Cory Booker, and I'm running for president of the United States of America. Oh, finally, somebody running for president. I was afraid the job would go unfilled. So that's got a better, uh, I hadn't heard that, I just read it. That's got a better audiovisual thing going on. It's a smooth presentation. He hired better people than, say, Elizabeth Warren has so far. He did not a go get a beer. Yeah. So uh, Cory Becker's, Booker's running for president. This is Super. really, this cheese dip is really good. Oh, boy. I'm going to eat a lot of this. Oh. He's like a raccoon. <laughs> Yeah, no I'm going to eat a lot of this. It's our pre-Super Bowl party. A raccoon? He's just foraging and scaling. Like he couldn't even get to the first commercial. Right. Let's start breaking down some X's and O's and jamming some Maroon 5. It's time to get the Super Bowl pregame going. That's the spirit. What are our, yeah, Here I am with all my idiot news stuff. Who cares? What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? The threat is real. One of the biggest drug busts ever on the U.S.-Mexico border. U.S. scraps the nuke treaty with the Ruskies and what Tom Brady wants to do after football. Coming up. Interesting. Mm. Uh, how's mailbag look? Really, unless Tom Brady wants to come after me with a gun, I'm not that interested. Uh, it, it's mailbag spectacular, but first we have to have a clips of the week. Yeah. Of course, what do I know? Maybe he's got. Maybe he's going to invest all his money in curing cancer. Or... Or just he and Giselle are going to bust out as many human beings and make as many kids as they can just to improve the human race. We do need to talk at some point. Uh, we learned this yesterday. Why Giselle Bunchen is considered the third most 
important New England patriot. Wow. Intriguing. Of this dynasty. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is going to be like if you went to a Super Bowl party where people talked about a lot of serious issues. That's what this is going to be like. Because we've started our pre-Super Bowl party already, eating cheese dipping, etc. Like a Super Bowl party at the Poly Desai Department at uh, local State U. We're all getting together in our tweed jackets with our patched elbows. Why are we pulling out of a treaty we made with the Soviet Union on nukes many, many years ago? Right. Did Trump just win in his battle with China? Got a new serious contender for president. Somebody announces every day that they're running for president, but one of your top-tier candidates just announced officially today. And the Senate really has uh, put a thumb in the president's eye on a, in a bipartisan way on the topic of Syria. So there's all sorts of stuff to talk about and all sorts of ill-advised snacks to eat mm. as we celebrate the Super Bowl early here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two, Michael. Take it easy in there. Now, though, it's time for a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. Not only will I be on the ballot of every state, all 50 states, but we'll be on the ballot in every county and every district that we have done that work. Make sure that all their kids are learning to speak English and that they feel comfortable in the communities. And that's going to take outreach on both sides, frankly. I think if he decides to go to trial, um, he's in very, very grave danger. And can you imagine what powerful signal it would send to the Congress and to the country if for the first time since George Washington, an independent person could be elected president? And what- doubled over the last three or four years uh, and almost all of them not all of them but almost all of them lead back to China I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this let's eliminate all of that let's move on I think you could never afford that you're talking about trillions of dollars and it's just not a practical thing you know, I'd, I'd missed that somehow in, the, in, the, in the, the, the hubbub about the other stuff of Howard Schultz running for president is him saying they've already done the work to get on the ballots in every, not only every state, but every county and district oh, around yeah. the country. He's yeah. already done that work. Yes. That's yeah. a big deal. He's a serious man, with, and he said he's willing to spend $300 million. Yeah, that getting on the ballot stuff, if you're not one of the, you know, part of the major political parties, is boring, expensive, grunt work. That often, you know, your independent phenoms don't get done, but he did long ago. Often which they don't even think about it. Im- so. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. Mailbag. So, uh, boy, we got a lot of great email at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll get to as much as we can, sprinkle it in throughout the show. But our freedom-loving quote of the day this morning from Daniel Webster, great American. Listen to this. And, and you know, we're, uh, we're a guerrilla group, those of us who believe this. 
those of us who cling to these uh, principles. But you know what? I'm, I'm gonna. I feel like we're gonna vanish into the mountains. We're gonna scrap. We're gonna fight. We're gonna stay alive, and someday our day will come. I'm probably a naive fool, but what the heck? Here's what Daniel Webster said. I apprehend no danger to our country from a foreign foe. Our destruction, should it come at all, will be from another quarter. From the inattention of the people to the concerns of their government. From their carelessness and negligence. And I must confess that I do apprehend some danger. Here's his key fear. I fear that they may place too much confidence in their public servants and fail properly to scrutinize their conduct. That in this way they may be made to be dupes of designing men and become the instruments of their own undoing. Could you get more on point than that? Oh, my. And that was, what, roughly 150 years ago? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. So yeah. It took, you know, it's going to take a long time. But So you and your uh, gorilla friends, a group of gorillas is called the troop. So <laughs> feel free to refer to you guys Thank as you. that. I, I, I meant gorilla G-U-E, but oh, I appreciate oh. that bit of primate knowledge, Sean. I wanted yeah. to be the banana-eating, uh, poo-flinging kind of gorilla. There are days I'd like to be one of them. Yeah. So 700-pound silverback, just sitting there with my gut hanging out, looking back and forth, thinking, who's going to mess with me? <laughs> Nobody's going to mess with me. And be a good way to be. Of course, if you're the 650-pound silverback in the troop, you're thinking, big man thinks he's big deal. I'm the, oh, I'm the beta ape. Okay. <laughs> you spend your life like that. Uh, listen, here's one more freedom, love, and quote of the day, and this one is uh, its troubling. Troubling if you have kids, sending them to the public schools and or the universities. This is from one Malcolm X. Only a fool would let his enemy teach his children. I don't feel like I have a lot of enemies in America. I have people who I think are, are uh, have terrible ideas and are hurting the country. I don't hate them, but I get it. I've been, uh, I've have two kids. I Joe. Hi, good to meet you. Um, have two kids who are college graduates now, and one who's in the middle of college. And I spend a lot of time thinking about the crap that they're teaching them. Uh, but I counteract it every chance I get. Uh, let's see. Moving along. You know what? I'm going to do that later. It's a couple notes about the VA. Um, well, no, I'll hit it now. BJ in San Francisco says, last week I called my local VA in San Francisco. I have skin cancer that needs attending. They gave me an appointment in May. Well, luckily, cancer doesn't grow or anything. Can you imagine that? And and the VA is like a shining example of government health care in America. Um, that's scary, BJ. We hope that uh, schedule changes and quickly. This from uh, Mike D. I have a friend working uh, at the VA on the East Coast says, since Trump's arrival, the changes that have been implemented have greatly improved the system. My friend is a nurse practitioner, and her coworkers are bitter now that they're being held accountable! Exclamation point. You know, human beings are, are funny creatures. They can get used to and endure terrible things and show amazing strength and patience. They can also get used to doing a crappy job and having nothing asked of them and abusing veterans. And then when somebody says, hey, these are people we really owe something to, we're going to do a good job for them, they resent being asked to do that. That's homo sapiens. Which is why I often say homo sapiens are my least favorite species. Well, it's why the, I dream of gorillahood. It's the bureaucracy thing. And, man, you talk about education. There should be classes in high school and college about what bureaucracies are and how they work. Of course, you're not going to get that out of an education system 
because they are the living example <laughs> oh, yeah. of all the problems of it. Oh, the irony. That's Bloat, a beautiful... T- wasted money, can't sure. get fired. Uh, misplaced priorities. Right. A teacher's union exists for the teacher's union and secondarily for the teachers. Emphasis on keeping your job. If the kids job. come up, it's just a coincidence. Yeah, emphasis on keeping your job rather than what your original goal was. Right, right, indeed. Let's take a break from all of the angst uh, for a little art. Here is the gentle, the beautiful, the oh, ancient Lord. Japanese art of the haiku. Jack, are you familiar dumb, with the haiku? The, what a dumb, dumb art. The five gorillas <laughs> flinging their poo is a higher level of art than the the haiku. The five syllables, the seven, that's, that's then the five. The gorillas fling, that was seven syllables. That could be the second <laughs> wow. sentence in that's your a, haiku. That's a good start, Jack. Yeah. This is from Tim. It's his haiku for Howard Schultz. <clears throat> An independent guy, E.B.A. Schultz, runs for prez. That's egotistical and, billionaire and a-hole. An independent guy is six. An independent guy. Get out of here. <coughs> nice job. No, oh, idiot. Nice job counting the syllables there. You're the haiku Nazi. Yeah, well, that's the form that gives it <laughs> I beauty. Understand, I understand. Well, no I kidding. Understand. It's the very limitations that set you free, isn't it, Sean? Is it? I, my hmm. limitations aren't setting me free. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice job, Tim. Hi, Pew. <laughs> yeah, nice. Hi, Boo. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> Uh, I'm interested, like today, Cory Booker coming out this weekend. I don't think you can announce and then just disappear. So do you take a shot at Howard Schultz and get into that battle to make the news in the Sunday show? Everybody's taking shots at Howard Schultz. Do you take a shot at Kamala Harris, who's seen as the frontrunner right now? I think it's the touting yourself stage. Early days. I think you got to separate yourself from the other people, but we'll see. That's too early to go negative. See how they approach. Marshall's News on the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's why Tom Brady's wife is considered the third most important patriot behind Bilicek and Tom Brady in the entire dynasty. Because she is a gazillionaire supermodel, he never left the team for more money. He's married to a gazillionaire. And at some point, some team would have offered him more money than anybody's ever been paid. Right. And Well, and the Patriots absolutely could match that and probably would have, which would have depleted their payroll for sure. every other guy on the roster. I yeah. think that's the key. Right. They were able to, you know, build a support staff around him. They, every year, they have major departures, free agencies, and every year they retool and are there in the Super Bowl. It's amazing. In a league that is hell-bent on equalizing the teams. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Another hat in the ring. New Jersey uh, Senator Cory Booker announcing his 2020 run for president. He picked the first day of Black History Month to launch his campaign, releasing a video this morning. I believe that we can build a country where no one is forgotten, no one is left behind. Where parents can put food on the table, where there are good-paying jobs with good benefits. You know, this is the boring part. This was the cliche part, honestly. We just watched the entire thing, and and the first half of it, to me, was brilliant. It was really, really good, talking about his background, uh, you know, coming up as a young black man. His family couldn't get a house in the neighborhood they wanted, and civil rights lawyers, white civil rights lawyers, fought for their rights. 
and how courage is contagious and we can all work together. It was really, really good. And him pointing out that he moved to a low-income area and still lives there today and goes back home, unlike most other politicians. Right. So. Yeah, he lives in a tough part of Newark, which is, a if you've never been to Newark, that's saying something. If you watch the whole ad, I'm led to believe that a Cory Booker's America will have a lot more snare drums. Yeah, a hell of a lot of <laughs> snare drums, yeah. But that that is the best audiovisual rollout I've ever seen. Hillary Clinton never came in within 100 miles of anything that good. Right, right. You know, the uh, the pundits will be talking about his liabilities and, and how he's got a tough road and a tough path to the presidency, Jenny. Um, I will tell you this. He is exactly the right man for our time, if our time was eight years ago. His his rep was, and he makes the point in the ad, and, and listen, maybe the conventional wisdom, which I'm about to spout, is wrong, because it often is. We're polarized now. We want way left and way right. We don't want a guy who defended Mitt Romney as a good man, who's been known as a moderate, a reach-across-the-aisle guy, a, a, a willing-to-dialogue fella, a willing-to-praise-white-civil-rights-lawyers guy. No, 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 we hate each other! That's the conventional wisdom. He's not strident enough, and he's not left enough. Well, here's the problem with predictions, not yours, but the regular pundits on TV. Oh, mine aren't worth a crap either. On, Go on. on whether or not he's got a path. Donald Trump had no path to the nomination, let alone the presidency. Hillary Clinton had the most cleared-out path in the history of America, besides maybe George Washington, <laughs> by her party right. and all the polling. Right. And we know how that turned out. So take Barack that. Obama was a blip at this point in sure. the election cycle back in 08. Once again, Hillary Clinton had the best path. Oh, yeah. The, and the presumed candidate. So I wouldn't make any assumptions. Nope. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol say they have made their biggest fentanyl bust ever at the southern border. In all, border agents say more than 240 pounds of fentanyl was seized at the port of entry in Nogales, Arizona. They also snagged 395 pounds of meth. Given, uh, do you have the death toll figure? That's the astounding part. Given how incredibly potent and dangerous this stuff is, the uh, the scientists figure that's enough fentanyl to kill 100 million people. Yeah. To OD 100 million people. Never mind how many it'll get high and turn into worthless junkies who'll see their lives evaporate. Uh, it's an astounding amount of a really dangerous substance. Politically, there was something for both sides to like. Trump and people who want a wall or a barrier right. Right. could say, look, drugs coming across the border. Could have killed 100 million people. Um, the, the anti-wall border fence people. Uh, can say caught at port of entry once again, right? Not sneaking across somewhere in the middle of the desert. Here's the problem, and I think I could get eighty percent approval on this. Anybody who thinks both those things aren't necessary is an idiot, and right. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> right? I mean, how can you stand there and claim it's one or the other, or how can you even claim the other side is asking for one or the other? Politics is just—it's unspeakably dumb. <laughs> U.S. planning to pull out of that major nuclear missile pack with Russia. Secretary of my State uh, Mike Pompeo made the announcement this morning claiming that Russia has been violating the Interme- Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty that was struck first in 1987. Pompeo saying he hopes the Russians will enter into a new arms agreement. President Trump very much wants to have an agreement that is verifiable and enforceable on these systems and 
hope we can convince the Russians it's in their best interest as well. We certainly think that it is. Yeah, at this point, the uh, that uh, deal with the Russians is about like if Jack had signed on to an anti-Super uh, Bowl cheese dip eating pact. He's violated it <laughs> so often and so egregiously. It exists only in name only. Well, I'd like to know. That was two onlys in one sentence. I, I apologize. I would like to know. I'm only one man over here. <laughs> I'd like to know how long and how many presidents have known that they were violating the treaty, and only Trump finally has said, all right, well, right. we're out. Barack Obama quite famously howled all the time about how Russia was violating that treaty. But, you know, if I was going to be critical, I'd say he didn't have the cojones to pull out of it and say, this is a farce, forget it. And, you know, the other major factor is China was not nearly the nuclear power it was back when that treaty was signed during right. the Cold War. Anything we get going right now has to be multilateral or it's kind of a waste of time. Super Bowl 53 is going to be Sunday. The New England... I feel sick, by the way, Michael. I've eaten enough of your cheese dip. I feel sick. Perfect. <clears throat> oh, boy. I got to fight got through to that. the end zone. Yeah, that's a wall. You just got to bust <laughs> yeah, through yeah, that wall. That's my body saying too much grease, too much cheese. But yeah. I've got to push past that. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, here's, here's where a, a smaller man would falter. Yeah, oh yeah. Keep eating. A reasonable man would right. falter. Right. You have to be unreasonable. You were t- talking about the Super Bowl, Marshall. Yes, the Patriots against the Rams. And during last night's episode of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Stephen gave his staff the chance to ask one question to the athletes competing in the Super Bowl. The Pats quarterback, Tom Brady. Do you have any plans for your life after football? Yeah, after football, I'm going to play baseball. And after baseball... I'm going to play Hamlet. (laughs) Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jest, of most excellent fancy. And for that, he pulled out his skull and held it in his hand. (laughs) So there you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We're going to do a full hour on Deflategate and take your calls. Come on, Squawky. Hamlet, that's the one that Disney made into the Lion King, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Why am I sweating so much? Cheese dip. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to check in on the El Chapo trial. We're going to talk about uh, the health care plan being thrown around by Kamala Harris to get rid of private insurance companies. we got so many things we're going to talk about today. Could be a trillion-dollar breakthrough with China. Good luck finding the news on China. it. China! Fake news won't report good news. I'm going to keep eating cheese dipping until I can no longer speak as we've begun our Super Bowl pregame party. A good 48 hours early. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. could take back the territory we've taken from them in a matter of months if we pull out. Uh, we should talk about that at some point, I suppose. Yeah. You always have to just—you yeah. have to be a little wary of that because the Pentagon wants to fight battles. That's what they do. And uh, so doesn't mean it's in the national interest. Ah, the Middle East, Jack. It's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Michael's cheese dip he brought in. Oh. Huh? I just uh, put it down. How much did you eat? I reached the wall. I don't know. I didn't weigh it. You should I mean, weigh it. 
A fair amount. I will tell you that. More than a normal person should eat. (laughs) Do you think you'll go back to it later? I will tell you this. I I I ate enough that my wife would be giving me the look. Really? Really? (laughs) I've got to stop for now or I'll be sick, but I'll go back to it later. Yeah. Yeah. It's awfully good. It is. It's really good. So, you know, it's funny. It's funny. I hate to hammer on the, the, the media bias all the time, but it's just astounding to see. During the Obama administration, if the president had been at the point that Donald J. is in working out a trade relationship, a new trade relationship with the Chinese, the press coverage would be effusive, enthusiastic, cautiously effusive, maybe, but effusive. It's like, you know, I spend my mornings uh, flipping around as I uh, make my way in to do the show, um, flipping around all the news networks. And I tell you what, if you go on CNN as a Republican, you best be bent forward at the waist, feet at shoulder width, fists ready. Because no matter who you are and what you're talking about, you are going to be challenged hard. If you go on as a progressive, you better be wearing your nice underwear and have birth control with you because you're going to end up in bed. I mean, it's just, they're just, they come at you with their arms open and their tongues out. I'm sorry to be so graphic, but it's unbelievable. Anyway. Uh, so the New York Times is covering the president's uh, progress in the trade uh, talks with China, and it is grudgingly, stubbornly, unhappy, unhappily, well, I guess he's doing okay, but he's overpromising. Here's what's happening. We have this terrible trade relationship with China. It's, it's decades old based on them being a, a super poor you know, emerging economy, and now they're a, a, a super juggernaut and, and a, an economic power and uh, exploitive. Close and, to the economic power. Right. Yeah, well, they're enormous, and, and, and they're also a brutally exploitive economic power. They do things that no other major economy does. You want to open up a plant or a branch or a store in China, you got to turn over all your technology, all your files, everything. The communist government gets to look at everything, and then they hand it right over to their buddies in the government-controlled industries. And it's just wildly unfair. Plus, they have huge trade barriers, tariffs to American goods. It's it's an incredibly one-sided, way outdated relationship. And the president is trying to change that. And he has made some really good progress so far. Um... He got a you know a pretty significant concession that China's going to buy a lot more American goods, uh, which is good. It's good for farmers and everything. It's it's uh, the Chinese trying to buy off the president because what Donald J really wants to get down to, and and pretty good sources say at first he was just obsessed with the uh, trade imbalance, the trade deficit, but now he understands it's all about the structural stuff, the tariffs and the stealing the technology and and uh, intellectual property and all, and so he's pushing them really really hard to get a better relationship on that. And you remember the conventional wisdom when all the left-wing media, oh, it's a trade war, it's disastrous. China can go on for a thousand years because they're communists, but we we have elections and we're faltering. Well, no, now the Chinese economy is slowing down like crazy, and they are terrified, and the communist government is more nervous than they've been in a very long time. Because, you know, legitimacy as a government, is it's fairly easy if your economy is growing in leaps and bounds and everybody feels like the future is bright. But, man, they're getting rattled by this tariff thing and this trade wrestling match. It's not even nearly a war yet. Uh, calling it a trade war is, is hyperbole. Well, so China went at it by um, uh, 
really trying to get the word out and targeting various Democrat districts during right. the election and everything like that because they thought they could win this politically. I wonder if Trump ever said to them or somebody said on behalf of Trump, look, this guy doesn't care. He's willing to take it clear to the end. He's not like other presidents might be who would see the polls and might right. change your mind. He's not going to. And not only that. So you're going to have to picture what this is going to be like in two years because he's not backing off this, even if even if it gets no polling. Right. Which is true. Which is absolutely true. Not only that, but he won't like quietly murmur uh, the... Uh the uh, Chinese strategy to target uh, agricultural districts is troubling. In the, no, he'll say the the communist Chinese are joining with the Democrats in these uh, districts. China and the Democrats are teaming up. You know, he'll he'll go crazy and call them out for their strategy. So, yeah, I like it. Um, but there are signs of progress, and uh, I guess uh, President Trump and President Xi of China are going to get together. I think in the next couple of weeks, is it? Um, to try to hammer out some uh, uh, some uh, uh, some formal agreements on some of this stuff, the the take the the angle the the flavor the stink of the New York Times piece in particular is all about how this is not a final uh, solution of the uh, the trade problems. It's not, but it's got its progress. It's huge progress. It's good, even if you hate Trump. You got to admit, this is really good. We're having the head of Huawei arrested in Canada and having her extradited to the U.S. Sorry, you, you technology stealing thief, you sanctions violating criminals. We don't care. Oh, you got the economic might, China. Oh, we're so scared. Screw you. That's what Donald J is saying. I'm loving it. We're not going to get the whole loaf, but we're going to get a lot more of the loaf than we had before by the time this is all done. I've eaten a whole loaf of cheese dip. No kidding. During our Armstrong and Getty pre-Super Bowl pregame party. I'm sweating more than can be explained, man, because it's cold in here. I told you to pace yourself. You're sweating cheese. That's not good. I didn't pace myself, and the pace was frantic. Shouldn't have cheese oozing out of your pores. Yeah. Throughout the show, we'll play clips of Cory Booker's big campaign launch two-minute video as he's a uh, considered to be one of the big-time candidates that's running for president. And I, I just think that you think it's too early to start attacking the other... Candidates, I think you got to separate yourself from the crowd somehow, or you get lost. You know when what? I there's think this you, many people. You know what I think you do, Jack, is what we saw earlier this week, and that's uh, these leaked stories hitting the New York Times and the Wapo. Oh, right. You know, you don't attack exactly. You just leak, uh, like you know, Cory Booker's uh, tenure as um, as a mayor of Newark, New Jersey. It was uh, controversial in some ways. He had some ups and some downs, and so I think we'll be hearing about all those downs. You know, leaked by anonymous sources. I just think you've got a danger of just being another, you know, different, uh, a male Kamala Harris or a, or a, a black male uh, Elizabeth Warren, unless you figure out a way to really differentiate yourself from I these think, people. I think it's that he's had executive experience. He's actually run a city. You know, how well he ran it will come up, you know, over and over again. But um, that, that means something. The Senate's a debating society. We don't elect senators in the U.S. very nope. often. Nope. Um, and there's got to be a reason for that. You know, they're blabbermouths, but, you know, what have they done? Well, some of them have done stuff, but so we'll see. I'm letting my uh, wishes be the father of my thoughts or whatever that saying is, is I want them to go after each other. I want the knives to be out early. Wow. I want them to take each other down. To try to climb to the top of the hill, which will happen at some point. But then, it's inevitable. But, but then by like, you know, February of next year. It's going to be like the 12th round of a heavyweight fight when they're all just, they're pawing at each other and leaning against each other. 
You gotta like the cheese dip. You gotta pace yourself, which I failed to do, and I'm now sweaty inexplicably. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Got a little bonus mailbag. Speaking of senators and uh, and politics and that sort of thing, we were talking about Kirsten Cinema and her tight skirt and her hmm. her uh, thigh high boots. Thigh high boots on the, the 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 floor of the Senate. Very controversial, violating the dress code. Well, I don't care uh, about bringing the dress code. It's bringing just... really a, a nightclub attire to the hallowed halls of the Senate. Disgusting. Yeah, I didn't know they even had a dress code. I just I don't understand why you're. Going with the, hey, look, I'm sexy when you're a senator. I just, I don't know what the point, what your message is or what the point is. She is our first openly bisexual senator, Yeah, Jack. I didn't know that. Very racy. Uh, so anyway, I think the, the general agreement among the uh, fellers around here was that uh, she was looking pretty good. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. All right, here's a nice note from Kay. Kay is in a woman with the first initial K. So I looked at that photo of Kirsten Cinema. Do you honestly find that attractive? I barely noticed the... CFM boots. Come filibuster me. Uh, All I see is a very ill-fitting dress that highlights every problem area. (laughs) And the boots don't match the dress. I, I, okay, I don't, I don't. mm. If that is what passes as attractive, then I'm feeling pretty good about myself. (laughs) Congratulations. I'm I'm not sure she's highlighting her her unattractive parts. Her every problem area. (laughs) I'm not sure that's what happened. That's why you have to have a woman. If you're talking about how women are dressed, well, yeah, okay, and I don't, Do know, you I don't honestly know the, find that attractive. I would say ninety-five percent of men would say yes. So I don't think it's really a close call. It's a very ill-fitting dress that highlights every problem area. Now, as far as a mate, uh, I would say that's trouble. That's I qu- trouble, right? I quibble there. with her definition of problem areas. Yeah, exactly. Now, those areas are no problem for me since I was about oh twenty-two. <laughs> Uh, I learned the ropes. Uh, the but, problem areas. But again, that's, uh, you know, a, a woman's opinion. Okay. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We have that picture posted at armstrongandgetty.com if you need to see that. You be the judge. Exactly. Lay out your critique. I'm going to take this commercial break as an opportunity to vomit and then eat some more cheese. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, boy. That's dignified. The pre-game Super Bowl party has begun. Is there going to be any drinking during this? Daiquiris or something? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.